opinions expressed on the AFB podcast are exclusively those of the individuals and not the companies mentioned herein. Unless, of course, they offer us a crapload of money or merch to say otherwise. You're listening to the Action Vigor Blues podcast, episode number 142, for the week of Wednesday, the 12th of November, 2014. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our discussion topic is an epic look at the new Star Wars Black Wave 5 and deluxe Jabba the Hutt and speeder bike sets. Gents, hey, hey. <laughs> so, would you guys sell out if the the money was right? Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, lifetime nah. supply of product from Hasbro, but you got to say nice things about them. Oh, yeah. It depends well, depends on the company. Yeah. On the flip side, it feels okay if it was Mattel because they don't have anything that you want. <laughs> Shocker toys. <laughs> mm. That could be challenging. That's been quiet for a while. Yeah, I must investigate that. Anyway, what you been up to, Mr. Scotty? Uh, on the road last week, home now. Road again? Yeah, I'm recruiting at the moment. I think I've read 150 applications um, in the Fun, last... No. Oh, it makes me depressed, mm. grieve. So, um yeah. You know, good ones, but just lots of rubbish and lots of... It's hard not to be judgmental of people's inability to express themselves. So, but yeah, good. And uh, I fired my gardener today. Um, So that was exciting. Right. Yeah. Just seemed to... uh, We just did not connect. We had... He did did all my landscaping, did a great job, and... uh, the whole deal was you you landscape it and then you take care of it and you just tell me what needs to be done so that we and I'll pay for it. But then I kept having to say things like, hey, do you think it might be time to weed and feed? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'll try and get around to that. Three weeks later, hey, how's the weeding and feeding going? Oh, I'm going to try and book it in this week. Da-da-da. So finally today I did it myself. I'm like, you know what? We don't need you anymore. We'll find someone yeah. else. So... It's frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to tell someone, like, I'm letting you go because you can't do your job. Well, it's hard with people like, you know, cleaners and gardeners, people that, you know, they come – well, the gardener was coming every two weeks. The cleaner comes every week kind of thing. But you never really see them. And so mm-hmm. it's all kind of through text or whatever. And there's there's only so much feedback and haggling you can do before you think this is actually negating – the value of having yeah. someone else do it like the you know with the the whole like we don't have a big yard and so the whole thing was like i i don't have the time to actually keep on top of it so we get someone else yeah. to do yeah. it yeah. you know a very small amount of money he was charging but yeah. he wasn't actually doing it so it's like oh seriously one <laughs> of those, those great memes like you know you had one job exactly really yeah. how hard yeah yeah, yeah. 
Anyway. So, uh, Mr. Nerd, have you been weeding and feeding? <laughs> I voted this week. Ah, you wed hey, you, you weeded and fed the uh, government. Nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, you really get to see a cross-section of what your community looks like when you go and vote. <laughs> I can see where this is going. Yeah, it, it was – there were some people there that – who they were scary. <laughs> yeah. It it's, um, is, it, is it still mandatory? Oh, sorry. Is it oh, still no. vol- voluntary? Yeah, it, it's voluntary. Yeah, you don't you don't have to go. No, it's their right so. not to have a say in the democratic process. Yeah, that's yeah. Still some, of, incredibly some of those bizarre. people shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know, if you don't, if you don't sort of um, demonstrate, you know, that, that democratic right to, to have a say, then you know, you don't get to bitch about what happens. Huh. Well, there, there was, it was just like a bizarre experience the whole time through. Um, it took 45 minutes from the time we got there till the time we got to vote. Mm. And so I'm standing in line and I, I pull out my phone, you know, so I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever. And the guy comes up and goes, well, you can't use your phone in here. What? Yeah. We, we well, could, you might post phone. election spoilers yeah, on the yeah. internet. Or, yeah. So I'm like, fine. Yeah. So the, then there were cookies on this table, but I couldn't reach them from the line I was in. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. And then um, I went after work with uh, Mrs. Nerd, and then uh, the polls closed at 6. We got there about 20 to 6. Somebody got there at 5.59. Nice. You have all day, and you get there at 5.59. No. <laughs> you know, in Australia... that hear that happens then, because it's mandatory. And we finally get up to the front, and they're like, well, we can only have four sport people. on the weekends. <laughs> well, we get up we yeah. get to the front of the line... And they say, oh, here's your little card, but you don't have to wait because we can only have four people in the other line. Oh. So you had to get in the other line to wait to use the machine. It was just... Ugh. Well, you know, in Australia, we get fined if we don't vote. Hello? 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 <laughs> uh, John just completely broke up. For yeah, you, and you guys, talk, you guys were talking all over each other as well, so we might need to um, <laughs> just kind of... I'm not sure where to go. <laughs> Do you, know where, do you know when the breakup started? Um, no, but if count me in, I'll say something that I can paste over it, like you know, if if wherever it was. Okay, in five, four, three. Well, you know, John, in Australia, we get fined if we do not vote. That's right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So then you get those people who are busy on the weekends, and then remember. Oh crap! It's voting day today, and then they've got a mad scramble for the nearest voting. <laughs> Uh, establishment, and they're the ones that get there at five fifty nine. Yeah, and that's at every level. That's not just you know the federal election. That is state and local. You can get fine. You will receive a fine if you do not vote. Mm. See, that's but, at the local level. I don't know if I understand that as much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just. I, I mean, it's just. I don't know what. I don't know where the whole compulsory voting thing came from, but it's just what we do here. So. Mm-mm. Yeah, we don't have I wouldn't want everybody thing. voting here. <laughs> well, you still you have the right not to uh, like you're going to get fined if you don't turn up, but you can vote. They call it informally or a donkey vote, where you know you can just take the papers and you get your name signed off, take the papers and put them in blank or write rude symbols on them or whatever. So, I guess that's your your way of abstaining without having to pay for it. <laughs> you don't still do it on paper, do you? Yeah. Some places do. Some oh, places are electronic. Oh wow! The, our Senate, the Senate um, 
though, is like this gigantic scroll of paper um, that you drag across the, the floor, and then um, if you if you vote above the line, then you just have to put a one in the the party that you want, or you can number one to three hundred or whatever if you want to do it all in order. Um, actually, the, at the last federal election, there was some poor man next to me that obviously English was not his first language, and he was like, "Excuse me." I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, if you talk to one another here, I think they would shoot you. <laughs> Constitution allowed firearms. Because <laughs> I, I think the voting machines are good oh, 10 feet apart. Yeah, well, we don't have voting machines. <laughs> yeah. You never, you don't even have the big ones with the big lever with the little flip switches either, too, huh? No, nope. we, we oh, do have electronic ones. It just depends where you go. I've never mm. seen an electronic one. Yeah, oh no, they're pretty easy. I've never seen one. Mm. I don't believe him. <laughs> How are you, Ben? Wow. I'm well. I'm well. I uh, I have a story for John actually, huh. and uh, it happened just yesterday. And two of our tadpoles are um, twins, and so they share a room and have beds against opposite walls. And uh, I got up and did my usual routine in the morning, and normally I, I inadvertently make some noise and they get up, but um, I was super quiet and they hadn't woken up, so I thought I'd just go in and gently wake them up and uh, I wandered into their room. And they've got a, an outside awning as well as a blind on the inside, so the room gets very dark. And so I walked into this very dark room, and as I'm sort of walking up to the beds, um, they're pretty good at actually tidying up. We have tidy-up time sort of uh, of an evening before dinner, and so they're pretty good at actually putting everything away. But, you know, being girls, there's often hairbands and all that kind of crap you know, <laughs> everywhere. And the bane of my existence. Oh, yes. And <laughs> as I was walking in up in between their beds, um, I, out of the corner of my eye I saw something sort of on the ground in front of me and I thought, oh, you know, hairband or something like that. So being, you know, being a parent, I reached down to pick it up. And as I reached down to pick it up, it moved. Oh. And uh, it was a, a huge huntsman spider. And uh, I just, yeah. Uh, and, of course, the reason why it moved is because I was reaching for it. And it was obviously deciding to make a run for it. And, of course, I had uh, just a, 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 <laughs> a nanosecond to decide what to do. And I thought, well... If I don't do something and I go off and get spray or something and come back, it could be gone. And, of course, you know, then you'd have to go looking for it and under beds and things like that. So I had my boots on, so it um, it met a terrible end. And <gasps> I managed to clean everything up before the, uh, you know, the angels woke up and <sighs> rubbing their eyes and whatnot. So Actually, yeah. I had a, a spider-related... Um, <laughs> I had a spider-related thought about John this week as well because I was watching one of the morning news programs and there is an appeal at the moment in Australia for people to uh, collect and bring in funnel web spiders, mm. which are potentially deadly, um, because um, they're running very low on the venom that they use to make the antivenom. Ah. Yeah. So they had mm. them. Yeah, they had the guy from the whoever does the antivenom thing on the Today Show um, showing how to safely catch a funnel web spider, um, and they are not small. 
like they. No, no, um, no. Yeah, and then he also demonstrated how they milk them for venom, and I was thinking, oh, John would just love this. Mm. Would, this would really <laughs> no. make him want to come to Australia. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> a quick question, and um, if you're a, a vegan or you know a vegan, if you'd uh, if you'd like to ask them how they feel about anti-venine. So, you know, if, if they're bitten by a snake in the bush and they go to hospital and they use antivenine, which, of course, is um, developed from venom, which is milked from... Animal product. Yeah. Animal product. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but they, uh, <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't have to actually kill the spider to do that. No, no, but... Um, well, they, don't kill, they don't kill cows to get milk. Or chickens to lay eggs. Yeah, so, but... Not in Australia, at least. Milk, don't they? Uh, mm. They don't eat eggs. Some do. <laughs> well, then they're not proper vegans. Oh. Like a vegan, a vegan does not eat any animal products. A true, a, mm. a true vegan does not eat any animal products. Well, we have confused with a Vulcan. Anyway, we'll leave that for uh, leave that for you as the thought of the day. And uh, this is a toy podcast, so what? you know, I reckon we might come back and talk about some toys. Okay. Okay, I'm hungry. My toys are falling over while we're talking. <laughs> thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing evil mutant warriors. Rattero, Soldier Man, Croon the Destroyer. Battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies. Hatchy Man, Snowman, Tusker Warrior. The battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, you know the drill. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Scotty, kick us off. Well, I've got some hot toys news, first of all. Uh... In addition to the love affair that Hot Toys has with Iron Man, they definitely have a thing for Johnny Depp. <laughs> uh, because we are getting an Ichabod Crane six scale figure from the Sleepy Hollow movie, uh, with Johnny Depp. Um, and it looks like Johnny Depp. Amazingly, it does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, cannot ship this to Australia. Though. No. Yeah, no hot toys coming from Sideshow to Australia now. We don't know exactly why. Well, I did actually email them. Actually, I did the live chat during the week. Oh, yes. And somebody uh, named Tessa well, it was, um, well, I'd say she knew more than she was allowed to say. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you're no longer shipping hot toys to Australia. And she said, no, uh, hot toys reserve the right to, to, to do that. And I said, does that mean that someone in Australia has the, the distribution license for Hot Toys and that's why you can't sell it? And she basically said something along the lines of probably something like that. Ugh. So so it was still quite vague. Um, mm. But it, it's interesting because you'd think Sideshow must sell an awful lot of Hot Toys. So you kind of wonder why they can't just go, yeah, 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 yeah. They just told us, you know, stop selling it. I don't understand why they couldn't say more. I mean, you know, wouldn't Hot Toys be... Um, shooting themselves in the foot if they punished Sideshow for saying something. Well, I suppose there might be a difference between, you know, someone who is entitled to speak on behalf of the company and a live chat person, yes. you know, who, who's obviously mainly there to resolve 
you know, order issues, etc. Um, so, Sideshow, we know you're listening. Reach out to us. Let us know what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you need a shoulder to cry on because Hot Toys has been mean to you, just tell us. Okay. Yeah. Ask for us. <laughs> Ichabod Crane. He certainly comes loaded out with gear. He's got all these groovy little goggle things. They, they, I don't. Maybe they had to spend a lot to get the Johnny Depp likeness, and so now they just want to get their money's worth. He does come with a lot, a lot of stuff. He does. Um, the and it is a really good um, likeness as well. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe like Johnny Depp doll collecting is a thing. No, I'm just really interested in the bag. Like the bag looks really nifty with all the bottles and all yeah, that it sort is, of stuff. It's beautiful, but it doesn't look like it clothes. Yeah. His cloak, his cloak is beautiful too. It's just mm. gorgeous. My question, I guess, for this is: Yeah, look, it's great, but are we going to get a headless horseman? Yeah, no, no, we're just going to get Johnny Depp. Excellent. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, so we can exactly. have him chasing nothing. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um. Well, you know, when I saw this, I thought it was from the new TV show. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, I was really disappointed when I clicked on the link. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Sleepy Hollow. I thought it was a great film. Oh, it is. It's just old now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, a very odd property to mm-hmm. do, but there you go. Maybe they did some, you know, multi-toy licensing thing with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I'm trying to think sort of what's missing other than Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Oh, I suppose they could do the, um, what's his name? Willy Wonka. No, yeah, no, no, they could do the guy from Alice in Wonderland. So. Yeah, I think they've done, someone's done him anyway. Mm. Anyway, there's more. There's more. Um, if in further news, this is more industry news. Mezco Toys has, uh, got the Mortal Kombat license. Huzzah! Yay. So. Yeah, this is good. Who I'm just happy. had it? Uh, uh, it was um, Pal, uh, Playmates, Palisades, Palisades, Jazzwares, Jazzwares, I think. Jazzwares. Yeah, probably yeah. Jazzwares. Yeah. Jazzwares, and they were pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I mean, I have to say Mezco has not ever really floated my boat. Um, but there you go. They are planning on offering a three and three quarter line, a six inch scale line, and uh, various bobbleheads, plush figures, etc. So, if you are a Mortal Kombat fan and you have been hanging out for more Mortal Kombat collectibles, uh, the time is now. Oh, I'm pretty okay with this, especially the six inch. I mean, you know, we we always talk on the forum about, hey, if this was six inch, I'd be interested. So, you know, the fact that they're actually going to give that a go, that's great. Uh, I'm happy, and the the Raiden promo shot they've got there looks pretty good. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward. I mean, some of these are making looks... custom pieces too. Yeah, but you know, Mezco is not famous for their uh, articulation. And <laughs> um, if you have a game called Mortal Kombat, I think that, that probably is key. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I guess we we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Um, then. Next up on my list is uh, the Domo Ghostbuster Pop Vinyl. Um, this, of course, is from our good friends at uh, Funko. Oh, I got to say that. <laughs> John always gets to say the good friends at Funko piece. But there you go. Huh. So if you like... <laughs> I love it. Huh. <laughs> Sorry, John, I didn't assign the news. Um, you can blame, you can blame 
Blame Ben. Um, so if you love Jomo and you love Ghostbusters, then of course you are just going to be all over this. So cool. Um, and then Sideshow has also uh, given us some news uh, because, again, you know, there's just not enough Iron Man movie merchandise out there. No, uh, yeah, no, and people have been screaming out for more. And so if your favorite is the Iron Man Mark II, then you uh, and the Hot Toys was not enough. You can now have the Sideshow quarter scale maquette. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not my thing, but I, I think it looks fantastic. I just seriously question how much more merch, how rich are these Iron Man collectors? Yeah, well, that's wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the base, yeah. I'd still like a really nice kind of classic Iron Man done in quarter scale for, to go with the premium formats. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I mean, sure, that, that could, I'm sure that'll come. I'm sure that'll come. Um, and then finally for me, there was also some DC collectibles solicits, uh, this week. And for the first time in a long time, some D- DC new 52 action figures. Um, John Stewart, uh, is coming poison Ivy, which is the, was the winner of the fan poll, uh, is coming. Sure. It was. And, uh, it was the winner. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that's the one fans voted for. Yeah. And, uh, there's another, a, a beautiful New 52 Joker that just, like, the head sculpt's great, but the body is, with a trench coat and whatever, is absolutely beautiful. Um, and then finally, they are doing Roller Harley Quinn. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh, she obviously, she, she obviously is a license to print money. It is, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there is obviously Harley fans, and I'd say, look, she's, she, you know, she's flying the flag for female collectors. Yeah. Oh, true. Uh, she, true. She seems to be quite big amongst the, the female yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, pop culture, yeah. you know, folks. So. Fair enough. And, it, I mean, it is, while it is not my cup of tea, it is a beautifully done figure. It is. It yeah. does look nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, very good. And uh, that is all of my news. Huzzah! Very nicely done. Thank you. All right. John. Well, just because you got to say our good friends at Funko, I moved one piece of news, but not both of them because uh, uh-huh. I have some good friend or good friends news. Um, series four of Game of Thrones is coming, and um, we of course have to have another Daenerys Targaryen because you know she's important. Um, uh, John Snow because he's important. Uh, his little friend Samwell, uh, Sansa Stark, and uh, Littlefinger. Cool. Has Jon Snow not been done before? I don't know. I was thinking he had been with, like, his coat on. Maybe this is a little little bit different one. Yeah, I'm sure there's been an... Oh, yeah, see, it says Jon Snow Castle Black. So, obviously, it's like that's the version. I'm glad Samwell's getting some love, because he was one of the breakout characters in the last season. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have his little obsidian knife, though. Mm, Which he... Oh, no, that's going to have spoilers. (laughs) I think these yeah. look fantastic. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, the um, in-hand versions will vary greatly in quality, but um, you know, the the design, paint paint wise, I mean, but design wise, I think they're beautiful. Even though I don't really know the characters and don't care about the property, I like our little fingers just resting his hands like that. That's yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Very cool stuff. And um, we've heard some rumblings and stuff from this next one. 
but uh, it looks like Eagle Force is going to be a Kickstarter thing. And if you don't remember, Eagle Force is that military line we talked about from a combination of Fresh Monkey Friction. Fresh Monkey Friction. Fresh um, Monkey <laughs> Friction. Yeah. Zika and uh, uh, Boss Fight. So, um, you know, obviously the boss fight guys know how to do military figures, so this will this will be good. Uh, they actually were showing off some of the early designs earlier this week on the boss fight page. I know. Yeah. So, um, cool. yeah. I'm kind of kind of kind of interested to see how this is gonna gonna go. They're saying they're gonna be four inch figures, so you know this is this is the chance for them to do really a military line that's their own own thing. So, does anyone else get nervous when they see the word Kickstarter? I would. Except for like just this week, I was going to mention, um, I got a notice from uh, Marauder that their, oh, yes. that their order has made it through production and uh, is on its way to ship to the States. So they said it'll take them a while, but they're still planning on shipping in December like they originally said. Okay. I got my, I pu- know- sorry, I got my Papa Bear USB shipping notice this week. I was oh. going to ask because I saw they were shipping. <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. Yeah, <laughs> oh, damn. we we can we could even review an actual Kickstarter product. I know. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll have my um my Marauder next next month too. So that'll that'll really be is, good. Really is Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I'm loving the uh oh designs of these Eagle Force toys too. They seem to this looks like they're going to come with some really nice accessories as well. Yeah, yeah, they. I, I have a feeling they're going to be more compatible with the Marauder stuff as well because it looks like they've got holsters and stuff that plug onto them. So I'm guessing you could probably go to Marauder or maybe buy some add-ons as well. Huh. Yes, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Very clever. Yeah. So good, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And our friends at NECA have announced a new set of three seven-inch Predators. So you're getting Crack Tusk. Uh, scavenge and renegade predators. Of course. (laughs) Which one is Crack Tusk? I should know that one. He's the one with the Uh, Crack Tusk. Yeah, we're we're basically through the movies well and truly now, and these are sort of inspired by the original Kenner figures. Mm. So um, that's where most of these are coming from. Uh, That explains the color. Yeah, yeah. The last couple of waves have been heavily inspired by the, the Kenner. They, they look really good, though. I like the the helmet. Which one is that? The the renegade one with the wolf type helmet kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good looking stuff. So, will you yeah, be getting these, Ben? I do. I mean, I I pick and choose, um, and you know, it's got to be some. I mean, they rely a lot on reuse. Um, there's only so many, you know, mecha parts, um, predator parts, and so they have to mix and match and change the the color of the plastic and the paint jobs and that sort of thing. And so if they're unique enough, uh, and I can find them for a good price, I pick them up. But uh, I generally am about sort of two to three waves behind. I, I go to a show or something like that, and I see one or two, and I pick them up. And yeah, I don't bother even pre-ordering them. But yeah, look, it's still fun. Huh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um a lot of people on Twitter, and um, I belong to a Facebook group that's a, a NECA, you know, collector thing. And uh, I am astounded by the number of people that are like all in on the Predator stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, look, what I tend to skip is when they do a variant that I'm uninterested in. Um, so sometimes they'll do a, a battle damage version of a particular predator that I've already got, and that's not usually enough to put me over the line. Um, and some of the ones where they're phasing in and out, um, you know, it depends if it's just done in clear plastic, and that sort of bores me a little bit. So, yeah, I, I get about 80% of them, I'd say. Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. That's cool. Hmm. Well, our good friends at NECA have also um, announced a 7-inch uh, Pacific Rim Jaeger set. This is Series 5. It's Anchorage Attack, Gypsy Danger, and Romeo Blue. And Romeo Blue was shown in a cameo, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it's probably one of the ones at the very beginning of the, the, the film um, yeah. in the new segment. Now, the Anchorage Attack one is a very battle-damaged uh, Gypsy Danger um, with missing an arm, and it looks like probably part of the head is gone, so his, his brother's probably already gone. This is the lane in the snow um, Gypsy yeah. Danger, if you hope. Spoiler. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> now what's uh, interesting about this is I really, really enjoyed the, the movie. Uh, I love everything that Guillermo del Toro does. Um, I enjoy robots and mechs, but I just... I just haven't committed to this line. I don't own a single one. I, I think I'm going to take the plunge when the the one with the um, boat comes out. And and mm. I was actually in Intergalactic last week. I was like, "Has that came out yet?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "Oh, well, never mind." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that that was a fun scene. So. Well, that and it's you know it's it's a battle one. It's it's one of the later ones. So and it has the yeah. boat. I was like, "Yeah, if I'm going to get one, that would be the one to get." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, they're still uh, cranking them out. They still look fantastic. And and he could terrorize, um, you know, all my Lego minifigures on my desk. <laughs> true, true, yes. All right, well, thank you, sir. And moving on with uh, my stuff, and NECA actually put out a bit of a um, sneak peek at their Planet of the Apes Lawgiver statue. Uh, and this is a bit of a, an interesting one. This obviously fits in with their uh, seven or eight-inch um, Planet of the Apes line. And uh, the Lawgiver is, um, for those who have seen the original films, the Lawgiver is someone who's mentioned uh, several times as um, the person who effectively created the law that the apes follow. Um, and he's the one that basically says that, you know, humans are, are devil spawn and all that sort of thing. Um, and so by the time we get around to sort of the Charlton Heston era uh, of Planet of the Apes, the lawgiver's sort of long dead, but there's um, statues of him everywhere. And uh, what Necker have done, has uh, they've actually replicated one of the statues as seen in the film. And it um, looks like it's made of stone. So um, the lawgiver was uh, an orangutan. And it doesn't feature any articulation, and as they've noted, that it is a statue of a statue after all. So, But um, it's about 12 inches tall, so it towers over the figures from that mm. line, and um, yeah, it looks pretty neat. So I think you do actually, from memory, you do actually see the lawgiver in one of the later films in, is it, is it a flashback, flash forward, depending on when it, yeah, anyway, you do actually get to see him. So I think, um, I think he was actually played by John Huston, actually, the director. So anyway, there you go. Looks pretty nifty. Huh. Yeah, you know, I I assume the statue looks like that with the really long arms. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that that looks almost like it's taken from a shot straight from the films. So there's some um, statues of this guy sort of all over the place, and that is one of them. So. But he's also an orangutan. So. <laughs> I love that. But he's also so an orangutan. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So he's uh, out in February next year, and he will set you back around sixty US dollars. So nifty. Ooh. Yeah, 
All right. Um, we seem to be talking about this uh, next company quite a bit, and that is Hollywood Collectibles. They've been doing quite a few sort of movie and video game inspired pieces, and uh, they seem to be putting them out uh, with some serious regularity too. So uh, this week it's Street Fighter, and they have done a quarter-scale Chun-Li statue. And this is heavily inspired um, by the uh, the video game. So it's got that sort of, um, well, I guess, you know, video game license feel to it. So she's got the really, really long legs, those uh, stupid duper thighs that you remember kicking your ass when you played the game. Um, she's about no, 19 inches tall, an edition size of 500, and she will set you back around $350. She'll be out first quarter 2015, and it's... um. It's a very interesting pose that they've chosen. She's kind of got the whole kung fu pose, but her arms are sort of crossed over. And she looks bored. Front of her torso. Yeah, which is kind of weird, given that she predominantly kicks the crap out of you, I think. Yeah. You know, but then I guess maybe most Chun-Li um, merchandise is, you know, usually has her kicking, so they've obviously gone with something a bit different, perhaps. Mm. Well, you know, one thing I did notice is, even though she has big boobs, um, her arms kind of cover all that up. Yeah, yeah. So if you're after it for the cheesecake factor, you'll be disappointed. The other thing I noticed is normally when I've seen her, her legs have been a flesh color, you know, bare. And here yeah. they're painted like they're in a some kind of leotard or something that's orange. Now that you mention it, I'm, I get the feel that I've seen both versions. So mm. someone who has a bit better understanding of Street Fighter lore could probably tell us. But anyway, another nice-looking piece, certainly from the promo shot. It's uh, nicely sculpted, painted, etc. So there you go. And in the uh, – oh, no, sorry. My next bit of news is back to NECA again. Wow, who organised these? Um, really, really <laughs> good news. Yay, hurrah, hurrah. Um, NECA's Alien series continues on. And uh, Series 3, we found out, was going to have a um, cane in his um, spacesuit figure, but another figure from that wave is going to be, yay, yay, Bishop. Yay. Huzzah! So Lance Henriksen as Bishop the android, um, he comes with uh, his little knife where he does that, that, that sort of game thing when they come out of their cryo-freeze. Um, this is actually Bishop as he appeared in Aliens as opposed to the Lance Henriksen one from um, the Ridley Scott film. So, you know, looks kind of like Lance Henriksen. He's in his blue overall-y things. Um, you know, I don't really have any... Uh, I thought the likeness was really good on this. I mean, yeah. too. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Lance Henriksen's got that weird sort of, you know, um, receding hair type thing, and they've captured that nicely. So um doesn't actually say when this series will be out, but I imagine it's probably on pre-order at places like Big Bad. So. I think this is December-ish. Ish. December-ish. <laughs> Ish. Yeah, maybe. thought I'd heard that somewhere. Yep. Uh, look for a figure in December with the rest of Series 3. Cool. Oh, very good. So you can also right. get your dog alien then as well. Ah, yes, <laughs> the, the, the yeah, the alien from Alien Three. So, which you know is a um, I don't know. I think it's an underrated film. So, um, the good thing about this, I guess, is that they are actually acquiring some of these likenesses. Um, you know, when we talked to to Randy sometime, Randy Falk sometime back, he was talking about how um. Sometimes it was just more hassle than it was worth with some of these actors uh, in chasing their likenesses. Um, but, you know, we've had Hicks, we've had Hudson, um, we're um, getting Ripley, so the fact that we're actually now getting Bishop, you know, covers all the major characters. So I guess the rest are really just, you know, icing on the cake, I guess. Hmm. So if we get a pwn on the rest of the gang. 
Um, my last bit of news is not actually for a an a, a upcoming release. It's for something that's already out. And uh, very recently, Sideshow shipped their um, one quarter scale premium format Man of Steel statue. Um, this is Man of Steel as in Henry Cavill as Superman, quarter scale mixed media format statue. And the interwebs lit up and there were some really, really pissed off people out there. Um, basically, the, the figure is wearing a mixed media outfit. So you've got the, the sculpted figure with a bodysuit, much like he has in the movie, and it goes from neck to toe. So um, really... The, the only parts that um, aren't covered by the costume are his face, neck, and hands. Um, and when people opened their box and took him out, they were surprised at just how light he was, um, given that most of these quarter-scale statues are, um, well, actually, all these quarter-scale statues are polystone. They've got some serious heft, and as um, Scott and I have talked about in the past with our reviews of Batman and Superman, these things are, you know, significantly heavy. So people were very, very surprised when they lifted him out and found out um, just how uh, light he was. Uh, and with a bit of investigation, some people noticed he's actually made from PVC. My goodness. And, uh, that hasn't pleased a lot of people. A lot of people have, um, I mean, effectively what it is, it's rotocast plastic, uh, rotocast PVC. So he's hollow uh, and... There's one particular YouTube video where um, a fellow is demonstrating and he just taps on the cheek of the statue and you can hear it, that it's just a, a hollow plastic figure and uh, he's not impressed at all. The, the idea of paying $400 wow. for what is effectively um, a plastic doll with no articulation. Um, those sort of figures, you know, go for a fraction of that. And, uh, I mean, look, you know, Polystone, the product that Sideshow normally uses, is in fact resin with um, like a stone dust mixed in. So, you know, it's arguable that it is a type of plastic as well, but, you know, you do have expectations. So um, many people were just sending theirs back and that brought, uh, I guess, brought it into question as to whether this is something that is going to happen in the future. Uh, Sideshow did actually respond and say that the, the very nature of his outfit uh, and the way they sew the figures into these mixed media outfits, um, the the polystone method didn't allow them to complete the costume properly. It didn't sit properly or, or, or whatever. Um, and that this this rotocast PVC was their only option. Uh, a lot of people said, yep, that's fine, but you didn't actually let us know. When we pre-ordered this statue, we were unaware that the PVC was going to be used. Um, and Sideshow said that they will actually mention it in their solicits in the future. So, yeah, glad well, I... Uh, didn't go down that path. I, I don't know. I mean, if it's a mixed media statue, I don't know if that's as bad. I mean, if you were buying just a plain statue with no mixed media on it, I could see that. But if it's mixed media and I don't know. Well, you'd certainly save on shipping charges. Well, as a manufacturing guy, I mean, I can understand, you know, sometimes you can't make everything the same way. And if, you know, on a statue to me as an outsider, I'd look at it and say, does it look right? not does it weigh two pounds less than it should yeah i guess it's just that perception that quarter scale mixed media statues are the creme de la creme um yes there are statues out there that are bigger such as the legendary scale and things like that but you know they they don't bring out anywhere near as many as they do in the quarter scale 
So for, for most people, this is that high-end part of their collection. And for me personally, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have actually ordered this statue because I'm not a fan of movie representations. But, you know, if if I got my Batman premium format statue and it was made of hollow plastic, uh, I would not be impressed. I suppose it's an expectation that is developed by historically how a, a, a line has been produced um, and you know, sideshow uh, premium format statues are polystone and uh, it is a lot of money to spend for PVC. Mm, that's right. So I guess something to keep an eye out and uh, in your enthusiasm to, um, to press the button on future pre-orders, you might want to actually read through all the details before you actually commit to it. Yeah, I don't think it bothered me, but of course it wouldn't bother me. I don't. I'm not going to order, and I definitely wouldn't order a, a you know, Henry Cavill Superman because yeah. yeah, there's only one right. Superman, and that's George Reeves. <laughs> so we shall revisit this when you get your George Reeves quarter scale premium format statue, and uh, you can tell us what it's made from the black and white variant. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, that is the news for this week. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the wonderful AFB podcast game, Name That. Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, presents the biggest sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, Mr. Nerd. Well, you guys know how it's played, and um, <laughs> we, we play a clip, and then you guys guess where it is, and then, um, you know, sometimes you get it right. And we better play last week's clip right here. My robots have been able to control the world as soon as we get rid of them. So, guys, any guesses? I have no idea what this is, but I thought it was really scary. <laughs> yeah, I was doing really well, and when he went doctor and then it went bleep, I thought, oh, I'm not sure if that wasn't bleeped, I would have got it. <laughs> it's funny how those things get in there. Yeah. Do you know doctor how hard no, the maniacal laugh, you know, the maniacal laugh scared me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to find all those commercials with the bleeps in them? <laughs> well yeah, it'd be a real pain if you had to do it yourself wouldn't it i know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. even though there was some confusion this week on the forum a bunch of people thought ease got it and apparently he did because he thought it was really easy um this is actually was picked up by hellbot and it is dr willie pimping mega man toys ah uh, so dr willie a bad Mega Man? I, I don't know. I'm not a Mega Man fan, so mm. I, I was going outside my comfort range with this one. And uh, <laughs> when when you get into the rest of this commercial, and you guys will hear it here in a couple seconds, uh, it, it's actually him just naming off a bunch of the Mega Man characters. So that's about the only part of the commercial that was usable. So yeah, huh. hmm. there you go. And um, since Ease happened to think that. You know, I'd been getting too easy with them. Um, we'll put a new one here, but um, don't be surprised if this one's backwards. Oh. So we'll add a new level of complexity to this. Oh, we'll put this right here. Oh. 
And one more time. Well, that's pretty challenging, guys. What 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 would they do if they thought they could could figure this one out? Where would they go, Scott? They would. Oh. Uh huh. They would go to <laughs> afbforum.com. They would find the name that thread. And they would post their awesome idea there. And Ben, what would they get if they got it right? The overstock of pop vinyls that Funko keeps sending us for mentioning their name every week. Oh. I'm not giving mine up. No way. <laughs> I'm not giving mine up. I want to be able to sleep in a big pile of pop vinyls. <laughs> and make oh. pop vinyl, pop yeah, that, vinyl that angels. Yeah, that sounds really comfortable. Yeah, well. <laughs> It can't be any worse than having a dog, you know, embedding its feet into your back as you're sleeping. True. <laughs> well, true. on that note. Yeah. Well, but if you, um, if you think that, uh, the audio one is getting too tough, you can always come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I think I got the issues worked out this week that's been preventing me from doing stuff this week. So, um, hopefully this week we'll have something and, uh, you can do the picture version and still make guesses in the form, still get your points and, um, you could win points because you know, points are cool. Yeah. Uh, points are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you, Mr. Nerd. And coming up next is part one of Outer Sky. So? Mega Man! Collect them all from Bandai! Well, now it's time for part one of our discussion topic, and tonight we are taking a look in detail at the continuation of Hasbro's Star Wars 6-inch Black Series. And uh, what's pretty exciting about this line is that we've now moved outside of the single-packed uh, individual 6-inch scale figure, and we've moved into some deluxe figures. So in our first uh, part of the discussion, we're going to talk about the deluxe figures that have come out recently, and then we'll pick up later on in the show and talk about the Wave 5. And the deluxe figures that we have are the Jabba the Hutt set and the speeder bike set with a biker scout. And this is actually pretty cool, because when we used to talk about wish lists and things, Star Wars Black um, was one of those, you know, the six-inch scale. But, of course, one of the things that, that kept coming up on forums a lot was, you know, what about vehicles? Uh, you know, we'd obviously we wouldn't get a Millennium Falcon or an AT-80 or something like that. But there were certainly uh, elements of the Star Wars mythos that could easily be captured in six-inch scale, um, such as, you know, the Taunt on the Wampa, uh, maybe even a Snow Speeder. Um, but, of course, Jabba and speeder bikes used to come up, and, well, here we are. Amazing. They're here. <laughs> they are. They are. So, um, look, the first time we heard about Jabba was um, as a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. 
um, where he came with some extra bits and pieces, but the regular version is out and about, uh, and so is the speeder bike with the, the bike scouts. So we're going to kick things off. We're going to have a bit of a look at Jabba the Hutt and, uh, and then talk about the speeder bike. So, look, I have to say that uh, obviously seeing the photos online is one thing, but when I took Jabba out of the box and he was still in his box, um, I was hugely underwhelmed. Um, it is an ugly box mm. with not a lot to it. Um, I think the the Black Series, the individual figures look good in their black boxes, but I don't think it's extended particularly well to the bigger figures. Um, what you've got is this giant black box with almost no detail whatsoever and just Jabba sitting inside it. Yeah. Um, there's just no additional graphics that make the figures stand out. I thought maybe the um, the backer, uh, you know, the back part of the box would be some sort of a, a photo, um, or maybe you know the part of the cardboard box that um, that he's sitting on would be textured to to look like um, you know the, the the throne or whatever you call that base that he's on. Um, but no, it's just black cardboard, black cardboard, and black cardboard, <laughs> um, and it actually looks really really dull like it looks dull sitting on the shelf and it looks dull holding it in hand um, i suppose that they I were you but i yeah i suppose they were a bit torn between uh keeping the look and feel the same from the six inch figures mm. and um it looking good um the uh, a photo back insert would have made all the difference obviously we're not getting the extra pieces that you got in the exclusive and that's fine but yeah, the the only good thing I can say about the packaging is that it is collector friendly. Um, it will be quite easy to uh, put Jabba back in there if you wanted to. Yeah, which is nice because that's an extension of the single carded figures. Yeah, nobody um, puts think... Jabba in the box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I, I think is a sign of the times is. The fact that we're not actually getting the additional San Diego stuff, such as Salacious Crumb, uh, you know, his little uh, his little Muppet buddy, um, his, his hookla, um, you know, his little opium um, um, smoking thingy with the frogs in it as well. Um, and also there was, a, I think, part of the, the side of the, the throne that he sort of leans on to keep his bulk up. Um, they were all the San Diego Comic-Con extras. And I sort of feel like if this was the old days, that would have been standard. But the, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive would have had something like maybe, you know, Bib Fortuna. Or, or someone like that in it. I think you know it really is quite stingy just having this figure as is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, look, they have managed to keep the price down, um, which which is quite good. So you're paying less than what you would for for two standard figures. Um, but look, I think where Jabba shines is once you actually get him out and you're holding him. Um, a couple of things that I thought were quite interesting to note. The first is the the top half of Jabba is beautifully sculpted. There is a lot of detail that's gone on to capture the sort of the the look of Jabba with all the, these various wrinkles and the texture of his skin, um, things like that. And there's even little sort of touches like the um, the, the the slobber that's coming mm. out of his mouth. Um, they really have gone to town, and that has been captured really, really well. But what's interesting is he actually has a, a, a sort of a, a well, what is it? It's not a it's not a waist swivel. There's I guess there's a swivel sort of below his yeah. arm. <laughs> I was wondering how um, to describe that. It's not really a waist, is it? It's, yeah. It's, no, it's that kind of, let's just call it the middle articulation. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the below half of the figure 
um, isn't as well, just doesn't have the level of detail that the top half does. It's almost as if it's been done by two different people or something that they just haven't captured as much detail as that top half. Um, you know, there are some obvious things. He's got those little sort of suckers on the on the bottom um, that obviously help him sort of grip to when he gets around. But um, I, I just I feel like I can see the difference between the top and the bottom half in terms of um, that that level of detail. Uh, um, this figure uh, isn't solid plastic. He's actually made of a. Uh, I guess the only way that I, when I was holding him in my hand and sort of giving it a bit of a squeeze and that kind of thing, it feels like a dog chew toy. <laughs> now you know how a, a lot of dog chew toys have made are made from that quite dense but but flexible rubber. You know, there's often the squeaky toys and things like that. He feels like he's made from the same kind of material. Um, you know, it is actually a, a rubbery type of, of material as opposed to being a solid, hard plastic. Um, and there is um, some reasons for that. One of the things is Jabba has an action feature, um, which is, you know, the, the first for a, a Star Wars black figure, and that is if you lift his arm up and down, there's an armature in his lower jaw, and so if you lift his arm up and down, his mouth actually opens and closes. So that part of the figure is actually quite a flexible rubber for, for obvious reasons. So that's nicely hidden, um, and I think they've, they've done a pretty good job. But to be honest, I, I would have happily gone without that that sort of articulation or that feature and had something like a salacious crumb. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic touch. It wasn't. I didn't know um, that before I opened him up. I knew that his arms were articulated, but I didn't know about the mouth uh, movement. And um, it definitely, you know, is fun just from a playability um, perspective. But probably from the collector perspective, uh, the packings would have been um, a, a lot more valuable to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you sort of look at the figure and, and in addition to the those sort of packings, there are little things that would have been fantastic if money just had have been, um, I guess, a bit more agreeable, like some uh, some movable eyes I think would have been mm. a lot of fun. Mm. Um, having, you know, when you pull the arm down and the mouth opens, having the tongue extend out or something like that. But look, I keep coming back to the price point because this figure is not particularly expensive uh, for what you're getting. It is a, a very large figure compared to one of the other six-inch figures, and um, yeah, it's it, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's about what I was expecting. It's no better, no worse than what I'd hoped for. Mm. So, but look, he's hoping he's selling. Um, I'm hoping that the Star Wars Black, uh, obviously, the, the you know we want the six-inch figures to sell because we want more in the universe. But I'm also hoping the deluxe figures are actually selling, and and that means that Hasbro are, are looking at other things like that, such as the the Taunton, the Wampa, the Banther, and that sort of stuff. So moving on from there, we actually have uh, our first vehicle in the series, and that is the speeder bike. And this is actually pretty cool. Um, this is uh, very nicely set in the package. Um, Jabba takes up not not a whole lot of space in the box, so because it is actually a square box, there's a lot of wasted space. Um, but the speeder bike actually fits in quite nicely in the box and, and packs nicely onto the shelf, so the rider is actually on the bike and uh, it's you know posed quite well. Um, it's actually quite a, a decent size. So, uh, having not seen it in hand, I was actually surprised at just you know how big it is, um, and it is actually incredibly detailed. The the speeder bike is very very faithful to its uh, its on screen counterpart, and there's actually a lot happening here. There are 
you know, beautiful sculpted pieces. All the um, all the expected stuff is there: the fairing, the gun underneath, uh, which you know rotates. Um, the the engine covers, whatever you want to call those, on the back. The flaps lift up and down um, for when it's in flight and and parked, etc. Um, but then the actual biker scout himself is beautifully detailed. There is a, a huge amount of detail on this figure. Um, and the one thing that I was a bit worried about is we've had you know figures like this in the past that um, that sit in a vehicle and they don't quite fit. But uh, there's some great articulation in the wrists of this figure that actually allow you to get his hands onto the um, the handles, uh, you know, the handlebars of the bike and hold them properly. They fit nicely into his hands. They don't look silly at all. Um, and something I actually noticed immediately with the way this figure sits on the bike and his feet um, sit on the, well, stirrups or whatever you want to call them, um, is they actually have pegs on them and there are peg holes in the bottom of his feet so you can actually push those on and yeah i was really worried about um taking the uh little plastic straps off his feet thinking maybe they'll never fit in there again um and i was really happy when i saw the pegs uh, because you know that is a a typical failing of some of this stuff at this scale is that uh you've got it nicely packaged in the box and then you can never get it back that way again but th- th- these pegs fit really nicely can, yeah, can can you actually get his ass down on the seat? You can. It takes it takes some uh, some effort, and you, you're probably better off actually removing him from the bike and having a really good play with the articulation to really try and get him oh. to do that. The, the main reason, of course, is because you've got to splay his knees out quite wide in order to do that. Um, I did manage to get him awfully close before I sort of you know, got distracted with one of the kids and, and haven't attempted since. Um, he's actually got a good range of movement in his neck, so you can actually sort of lean him forward and, and have him really sitting over that bike and still um, still looking up to see where he's going. Um, one of the things that's quite interesting is when he stands back, you notice the helmet almost looks like it's a bit oversized. Um, it could be just because the actors in the film weren't particularly large chaps and, of course, you know, you've actually got to fit a helmet over a head uh, and, and so that does actually give it some size. And so when you're standing next to a stormtrooper, you do actually notice that the helmet is actually quite large. But um, one thing that is quite nifty about this is once you sort of play with a bit of um, the articulation and, and, you know, have a play with the, the knee joints and um, and the ankle rockers and all that, you can actually get the, the, the biker scout standing quite nicely next to a stormtrooper and he actually doesn't look out of place. Like he doesn't have, you know, anything that says that um, this figure is made specifically to sit you know, astride a vehicle and, you know, as and, and thus can't stand properly on his own. He actually stands quite nicely um, next to, you know, a stormtrooper or someone like that. So if you didn't want to pose him on the bike and you wanted to sort of bulk up your um, your ranks, he would actually look quite nice. But uh, for me, the standout is the actual biker scout himself. He's beautifully detailed. There's lots happening. There's a little bit of um, dodgy dust that's been painted onto the bottom of his boots. They've tried <laughs> to uh, um, well, see, make it. I actually think, and I, and I noticed this, and I was actually kind of surprised, is for being a white armored figure, the biker scouts actually have some different colors of white. And those boots are, um, I think they're military surplus boots that those guys wear. And they actually are a bit off color like that. Okay. So I think that might be screen accurate a bit. Yeah. Yeah. What I really like about this, what I really like about this is um, that it does come with a stand and uh, it is while the stand is not actually quite 
strong enough to hold this at an angle. At least mine isn't. Mine, look, it has to be facing straight on, otherwise it topples. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but just the fact, I, if, when I looked at it in the box, I kind of assumed that was just something to hold it in sp- in place in the box. Um, but, you know, that is a really nice touch, even though it isn't quite what I would like it to be in terms of its flexibility. It's it's a really nice addition. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's a, a clear plastic base that actually has these balls on the end of it. And so it's actually a ball and socket. There's a, uh, mm. you know, a, a socket in the bottom of the bike that allows you to sort of click it in so you can actually rotate it sort of quite easily. And, and like Scott says, it doesn't support it particularly well, but you, you get some sort of good vertical rocking backwards and forwards to make him look as if he's um, racing along. Um, there's obviously no ability to change the um, the height. I mean, you could probably no. you know, stick the different the different ball in to get a, a lower um, pivot point actually released so far. So one thing that to, to note that I think is uh, that let it down a little bit for me is the bike is actually um, cast in brown and black plastic, and and then assembled. Um, and in order to sort of bring out some highlights, they've done some dry brushing with silver. And um, look, it generally works on the black, uh, the black parts, particularly the engine components. It, it brings out the detail nicely. But where they've applied it to the brown parts of the fairing, etc., um, you know, as a customizer, it just looks a bit dodgy. They just you know, slapped a, a brush dipped in silver on there and it just, I don't know, hasn't brought out the highlights for me. Well, speaking of paint, I got, I got to ask Scott a question here because we're looking at your pictures. Yeah. What is going on on the back of the biker scout right underneath his belt where the white, is that a piece of vinyl or is it uh, a paint drift? <laughs> I think that might actually be his little crotch. You're talking about you're talking about the rear pose. Yeah, when you look yeah. at his back, there's like a, a white line coming down from the back of the belt. A white line coming down from the back of the belt. Yeah, that is a little On the pl- left. Yeah, it's a little piece of plastic. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the little black thing hanging down right in the middle. <laughs> oh no. Like, no, oh dear. I, I yeah. know what that is. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's, it's a little piece of the plastic. And man, does the paint look bad on the back of that. Yeah. My biker scout is um I don't know. I I I love the biker scouts. That's I remember as a kid that was you know one of my, my always my favorite stormtrooper to play with. I don't know. I I I'm not overly odd with the biker scout figure because I feel like he's actually quite hard to pose i find his legs a bit gammy um i the the paint to me in hand doesn't look terrible um but you know like ben said uh, whatever they've done to try and show that discoloration on it i don't think it actually does much for the figure yeah and certainly when you look at the detail of the biker scout you can see that's where the details really not coming out you can see that there's little um you know, there's slop here, there, and everywhere. You can see where they've just dry brushed to try and bring out some detail and it hasn't been particularly well applied. Um, you know, even the way they've done that sort of brown on the boots, the bottom of the boots. But there's certainly little highlight bits here and there, like on the helmet and on the back of his belt, where they've, you know, where it's white and they've just slapped some black on there to bring out the colour and it's it's not particularly well applied. But certainly, look, you know, from afar, if it's sitting on your, your shelf, it does look fantastic because mm. um, the Biker Scout does have an amazing amount of detail in the armour. Mm. 
I really wish the the vents on the head weren't done in black. You know, the not the two black normal stormtrooper marks, but the the actual there's like a vent on the back of his head on the left side, and then the one mm-hmm. on his his forehead, because those just really stand out to me and, and not in a good way. Yeah, 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 yeah. and look, yeah. Sorry, Scott. The other thing, um, just about my Baku Scout is that the uh, handles on mine uh, are really skew with. Um, the I, and I worried about playing with with it too much to try and bend it because I don't want to break it. But um, the the left handle, it, I don't know if it just happened in the packaging, etc. But it's quite bent, and you can actually see it in one of the photos that I've done, um, where they're, they're not level or at the same height at all um so it makes the same posing here. difficult yours is the same yep absolutely yeah, hmm. identical. i don't know maybe that's some movie accurate thing that i haven't picked up on <laughs> well, yes that that is wrecked speeder bike number 27 <laughs> um, oh. you know you'll remember it from that one frame <laughs> in, in, you know right before the ewok steals it wow such commitment Look, to accuracy I'm assuming that those armatures on the handlebar, you know, they would actually move, you know, left and right and up and down in order for them to sort of control mm, mm. Um, either either the, the sideways movement or, or even the elevation of the bike if the um, the pedals, you know, create the left and the right. So, but it would be nice to actually have the option to, to move them. Um, they are actually made of a very soft plastic, so moving them around is, is not particularly easy because, you know, you move it and it just simply moves back. Um yeah, I, I don't know, and I actually have a second biker scout who actually doesn't look much different to this one. Um, you know, it's a yeah, me too. an absolute mirror. Sorry, a, it's a, a perfect duplicate basically in every way. The the paint is pretty much the same. Um, I've actually resisted army building with these guys. Um, I think at the price point, you know, I'll certainly be careful. And and uh, my understanding is a standard case shipped with one jabber and two speeder bikes, and that's what I ended up with. Yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah. Just going back to Jabba. Sorry, just going back to Jabba for a moment. Um, you know, you mentioned before how the top half or top part looks like it was done by a different, uh, you know, sculptor or done differently. I think if you look at the rear of, like, look at him at the back, you can really see that. Um, because I've I've got a photo there of the, the back of him. Um, they, it actually does. It doesn't go together at all, um, mm. both sculpting wise and paint wise. Um, so you can see that they've been done separately, and it's probably something partly to do with um, the uh, you know that that would have been a complicated piece to put together with the articulated arms and the mechanism uh, to open his mouth. Uh, but yep. it, it falls down a bit there. Not that I'm going to be spending much time looking at him from the back. Um, but yeah. just, I think, in terms of saying it looks like those were done separately, you can really tell there because well, you know, the texture is totally different. To me, I see. I never remember Jabba being gr- that green until the prequels. So that mm-hmm. whole, mm-hmm. you know, that whole light color on the bottom of Jabba, and then the green, you know, kind of main body. Uh, the way it's done here, I, I'm not really a big fan of because this is obviously intended to be. Um, Return of the Jedi Jabba, not not snake like crawling Jabba, you know, where he's walking. Um, it just doesn't look right to me. Yeah. This, this doesn't look like a Jedi Jabba to me. This looks like a prequel Jabba. 
Do you think it could have been because of the the lighting? I mean, you know, when we did see Jabba in Return of the Jedi, it was sort of you know inside the you know inside his uh, yeah, his establishment. It, it could be, but, but I mean, if he's sitting with his front, his his belly color, I wouldn't think be off to the side like that. You know, it would be some kind of continuation down from his chin. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly obvious where it goes because you know Jab is obviously sitting back on his or he's laying on his side here, so his his stomach is meant to be sticking out. But there is definitely an obvious transition from that the sort of the the pink belly to the the green um, side, I guess, and um, that's quite obvious that I don't remember being uh, a standout in the movies. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, overall. I mean, you know, we, we've picked at all the issues with these, but you know, each one was still a thrill to open. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like, oh wow, I've got a six-inch Java, and uh, the, you know, you know <laughs> and the the Baxter Scout is uh, just so fun. Yeah, so fun. And uh, look, I think the scale's good too. The, yep. the scale's pretty spot on. Like, yep. Um, people who stood next to Jabba, I mean, I remember Bib Fortune having to sort of lean over to whisper into his ears. So yep. oh, I think they nailed that. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it, it's fun. Biker Scout packaging is also very collector friendly. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yep. Does the bike come apart at all, or is it uh, pretty solid? I mean, it doesn't blow apart like the vintage one, right? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Um, I, I could. I don't recall any parts coming apart. Uh, the uh, footrests actually do come off because mine. When I was doing something, mine popped off, but easily snapped back in. Um, ah, yes, they do indeed. Yeah. Hmm. I wish hmm. the handle did because I I would do a bit of a boil and bend on mine Straight. if they did. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I certainly think for the price point, they're off to a pretty good start. Absolutely. And I look forward to seeing what else they can do in this area. But seriously, hmm. Hasbro, if you're going to package something like Jabba again without any accessories, do a photo back card yeah. it just doesn't look quite so boring. Yeah, and it'd be nice if the way he's in the packaging like that, you could actually lift him out and the bottom of the, the cardboard packaging, you know, replicated that sort of throne thing that yeah. he's sitting on. Yeah, I think maybe maybe they've taken you know seriously the you know like this is not the exclusive, so therefore it's just Jabba. They've taken that quite literally. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. All right. Well, that wraps up the first part of our Star Wars Black discussion. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. You can make them fly or jump or crash your wall. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall, each sold separately. Superman. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. We're all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And, hey, Mr. Nerd, you bought something. I buy something just about every week, but I, I actually bought a six-inch figure this week. I know. That's why I wanted you to go first. Yeah, I I was at Walgreens, and it's one of the Walgreens I've been frequenting because they have Doctor Who figures. And um, I still have not seen the Boba Fett, though. That really bugs me because um, I keep going there hoping, and people are seeing them, and I'm not seeing them, and it's bugging me. Anyway, um, 
their Assassin's Creed figures have been have been there, and I there's one in particular that's been kind of like staring at me, and it's the uh, Altair, which is the the Assassin's Creed one uh, player character. So this is him in his most plain outfit. I think he's got his little throwing daggers and a sword. I haven't opened them yet because I got to take pictures, but. Um, yeah, so I picked up uh, a six-inch figure, and it's a McFarlane figure. So about every three or four years, I pick up a McFarlane figure and go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see. If, Why did um, I do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what he's like out of the package because uh, he looks like he's got some articulation to him. So I'm not sure yeah. how that's going to work, and I, I kind of want to see how it go. Uh, are you a big fan of the game, or are you just like the the look and feel of the you know the concept of the character? I'm about halfway through the first one and then I quit playing for some unknown reason and then I realized about a month ago I was like oh I should go back to that one of these days but the problem is, is I'm one of those people that has to like like when I played Lego Batman I played until I had 100% um, mm-hmm. so I gotta like finish it and I've only got about I don't know half the flags so far so I need to go back and find all the flags in Assassin's Creed um, that I haven't found before I can play any further otherwise it's gonna annoy my OCD yeah, I stopped playing when I realized the game is almost entirely based around stealth, and that's just not my thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I like the being able to go up behind somebody and break their neck kind of thing. I, I did. I like that <laughs> in, idea. In a game, people, he's talking about in a game. Yeah, sure. not, yeah. not at a polling station or at, you know in the supermarket. So don't freak out. <laughs> no, if you see me in the supermarket, you just remember that and stay away. Oh, get out man. of my way! Fear. <laughs> Fierce, baby. Need spaghetti sauce, and nothing's going to get in his way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, Mr. Scotty, what'd you get? I got the uh, Scribble Nuts Series 3, um, but Miss 13, uh, 13 and I have not actually had a chance to unbox them yet. Um, so I know it has Star Spangled Kid, Therok, uh, Ultraman, Sinestro, Reverse Flash, and Golden Wonder Woman, but I don't know who the Maxwell character is, and I don't know who the mystery character is yet. I'll let you know. Some pretty pretty good character diversity. Well, Therok. I mean, like, that. you know, Therok is one of the original members of the Fatal Five and the Legion of Superheroes in, like, obscure times a billion. So um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, hope that um, they can keep going with these and get some more there. That'd be great. Uh, so a bit interesting because the original, but they did a solicit of wave three um, earlier on that was going to have more characters in it, three and four, then they cut it back. Um, so they are, most of those characters are coming, but they reduced these from uh, about, you know, 10 or 11 figures in a wave um, down to eight. Um, so don't know why, but, um, still enjoying them. So fun to open. And, uh, my, my original plan was that the extras were going to go on eBay, but the extras seem to be finding their way into Miss 13's collection and that's okay. <laughs> you don't have an extra green arrow, do you? Green arrow? I don't think he's been done yet. Oh, never mind then. Yep. <laughs> I'll keep you in, keep you in mind. Do you want one, do you? Well, I've kind of became addicted. I might have to ask you guys soon what kind of Green Arrow books I need to go back and read. Whoa. That's like <laughs> a big deal, man. Um, we're, we're all caught up on Arrow now. so Cool. Nice. Um, I also got the uh, DC Collectibles Greg Capullo Designer Series Red Hood. So um, he's got the half dome thing happening? Yeah, he's got – there's two heads and one's half dome and one's whole dome. Um 
And uh, yeah, interesting because the last wave came out all at once, um, but this is supposed to be a wave of four with Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, uh, Bat Thrasher, or whatever that thing's called, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Red Hood, but the Red Hood's the only one that's out so far. Um, but he is actually really cool and comes with a whole stack of accessories and extra hands and stuff. And I'm still really enjoying this line. And, uh, Adam, not, not our Adam for the show, but Adam from the Adelaide Comic Center, which I actually have been spending more money at than, uh, Melbourne All-Star Comics just because I've been in Adelaide so much. Um, you know, I walk in there now and he's like, Ooh, ooh what have we got new for you? Hmm, what about this? Uh, I said to him this week, you would make a fantastic drug dealer. Cause he's just like, you're like, Hmm, what can I sell you? Ha ha. Uh, but it's really lovely actually. Um, you know, finding places where people will remember you and chat to you and whatever. That's why I love going to All-Star in Melbourne because it's so friendly and whatever. And now I found a little comic book shop home in Adelaide as well, which is really cool. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. So they get, get my money. a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, ha- I had that a week before you, though. Yeah. Okay. Nah, well, nah, that's nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you got? Big, okay. big box of Star Wars Black Love. Love. Oh, that did sound right, did it? Yeah, so you no. got you got the two backer scouts as well, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. That that was a set thing, so yeah. I haven't opened my other one. Yes. All right. Well, I think if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Or red card. It is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And handing out the penalty this week is John. Yeah, I kind of stumbled upon this one. Um, you guys know I've been kind of not dabbling, but I've, I've been kind of looking. I was for Japanese figures, um, just because I think that stuff's a little more interesting. I don't know if I'm evolving as a collector or I just like looking at stuff I can't afford. Um, <laughs> so I was stumbling through one of the Japanese websites and came across a new figure art zero. And you'll remember figure art zero are the figure arts that are more or less statues. And this one is from the manga One Piece, which is the piratey thing, I believe. And this is Nami and it's the milky ball version. <laughs> oh no, no! No wait, wait. Because um, apparently this means that the figure is uh, holding a staff with <laughs> <laughs> clear whitish globules wrapped around it, <laughs> coming at her, around her. Um, what on uh, earth? I, yeah, yeah. I guess they look like they're coming towards her. Um, and it, it, uh, uh, wow, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even want to put that name into Google, would you? You just don't know what you're going to get back on a search. No. Well, if you just do an image search on her, it's it's pretty risque as it is. Um, let alone <laughs> uh, putting that name in there. I I don't think you'd want to do that because um, the statue by itself is pretty darn disturbing. Um, <laughs> I, I know Scott normally has trouble displaying some items. Oh, and, please, yeah. Uh, um, she's showing a lot of skin um, from the waist up as a figure to begin with and uh, has a bikini top on and is 
pretty well endowed for such a thin little lady. But then <laughs> to have this um, white, <laughs> crisp, clearish stuff coming at her. Um, <laughs> and then there's like an extra little floaty globule down by her leg. Um, yeah, this, this is I hate just, it when this, that happens. This, yeah. this is just disturbing. Yeah. Um, I, I have no words. This is just on luck. I don't know. Maybe if we had a context for the character, then this might make perfect sense. But as it is, it's just disturbing. Yeah, but this has got to be one of those things. They were sitting around a table looking at the prototype of him and, and, and nobody said, we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if they just added some sparkles or change the color of that. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You, you but, might find on the, the Japanese version uh, of action figure blues that, you know, this turned out to be some fan requested figure. Yeah. They're all going excited. And, yeah. yeah. Finally, they're making the semen variant. <laughs> you had to go and say it didn't well you? come on that's what well, we've been thinking the whole time come on come on yeah somebody finally said it so um but yeah i phew. i mean she is she is a sailor so you know i guess I guess semen variant would be you know appropriate uh, <laughs> oh boy Yep, this this might go down. I I I only wish Adam had been here to explain this to us. <laughs> yes, we do, don't we? Mm. Fair enough. Very good. All right, you gonna say it? Say what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, figure arts and Bandai, you're getting a red card for um a figure that I might start a petition against. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh, Coming don't show this to that. Florida mom. That's right. <laughs> uh. Coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. From the Black Hole Collection, it's Vincent. Look, a black hole in space. And Captain Dan Holland. It's the Black Hole action figures, each sold separately. You can pretend the evil Dr. Reinhardt and Maximilian want to force Captain Holland and Vincent into the Black Hole. Other black hole action figures sold separately. Maximilian, Captain Holland, Vincent, and all black hole action figures sold separately by Migo. Well, we are back for our second part of our discussion topic of the week. This is our continuation of some Star Wars black six-inch love. And uh, again, that just doesn't sound right, but no. we'll just move right along. Yep. And uh, in the second part of our discussion, we are talking about Wave 5. And if I have any criticism of Hasbro's Star Wars Black um, 6-inch series, it is that uh, this this constant reissuing of figures and swapping out figures for different waves has me completely and utterly confused as to what figure was in what wave. Um, reissuing Boba Fett, Han Solo uh, and figures like that um, just has me thoroughly confused to the point where... Um, when I actually picked up the box from the post office and I was thinking about Wave 5 and, and talking about it um, as, a, as a part of uh, an AFB episode, um, I actually couldn't remember who was in the Wave. I knew that it was Darth Vader. I knew that it was um, Chewbacca. I had a rough idea that it was uh, Jedi Luke. But for the life of me, I couldn't remember what the fourth figure was. Um, so that was actually a bit of a, uh, you know, like opening something on Christmas Day and getting a bit of a surprise. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about that guy first. And the fourth figure in the wave is the new Sand Trooper. 
And boy, this is excitement personified. This one, um, <laughs> this I, I, I don't I don't know why Hasbro bothered to do this. I think they're just padding out the waves. And uh, obviously, we got some gems in Wave Five with Chewie and Vader, um, and so they needed to pad it out with something a bit um, a bit dull and save some money. So they've reissued the Sand Trooper from Wave One. Only this is the Sand Trooper who's um, uh, what do you call that? You know. That uh, leather thing over his shoulder. Pauldron. Well, it's not really a... Yeah, okay. We'll call it a pauldron for the sake of um, the discussion. But um, look, in the Wave 1 Sand Trooper, the pauldron was actually sort of orange with some black trim um, straight out of the movie. But uh, there were actually some Sand Troopers in Star Wars that actually just had a black pauldron. So all they've done is is reissue the figure with the black pauldron. I did actually... to the original, and um, they're pretty much identical. Uh, I don't know about you, Scott, but I couldn't find anything that was any different. No, just the pauldron. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, there is some slight difference between the Stormtrooper and the Sand Trooper, but because this is the Sand Trooper, the figures are identical. So, um, yeah, nothing much to talk about here. I suppose it is a way to, you know, keep a, a certain number of figures in the wave and also... Um, keep army builders happy. Um, yep. you know, so while it doesn't do much in the new figure, uh, department, it does, um, you know, I'm, I'm certain that they'll have no trouble selling these because, you know, people love stormtroopers. I can't stop buying them and I'm not even an army builder. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, nothing new. I, I mean, I, I, it took me a moment to actually work out like, ah, oh, this is just a, this is just the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, what uh, I guess what's fun is I, I think I picked up maybe five of the original Sand Troopers, so uh, this guy bulks them up nicely, and I guess, you know, if I display them um, sort of rank and file, he can be their sergeant or something like that. Yeah, it's, I, sorry. Unfortunately, I think it's actually the opposite way around. I think the, the, the sergeant's actually intended to be the orange one, but... Fantastic. Um, so the, the original Sand Trooper came with all of that gear on the back as well? He did indeed. The, okay. the backpack, the large, the large blaster, okay. etc. So, hmm. Hmm. yeah, he's packaged slightly different, but we'll uh, we'll actually get to that later on. Okay. Um, okay. So I guess we can move on to our, our next fellow. If you, unless you've got anything to add. Nope. Excellent. All right. Well, moving on. Our next figure is wow. Wait for this. It is a Luke Skywalker figure, and that's pretty exciting. Finally, we had a Luke Skywalker figure oh, for at least. Two waves. <laughs> so, look, we, we did actually get X-Wing Luke in Wave 1 and we got Bespin Luke in uh, Wave 3. So um, I guess, you know, if you don't pick up this figure, you'll have to wait for Wave 7 to get your Luke, Luke in his Hoth outfit or, or um, Luke in his ceremonial outfit or um, what else are we missing? Oh, I guess we still haven't got Farm Boy Luke. So Oh, true. Yeah. That's potential. All right. Well, this figure is um, is pretty basic. There's not a lot happening. This is Luke in his black Jedi getup. Um, the first thing I noticed about this figure when I took him out is he's very, very small. Yeah. Um, he's incredibly slim. Um, there's not a lot to this figure. No. Um, I haven't actually put him up. Have you Have you put him up against um, Bespin Luke? To see no, I haven't. No. No, neither I, have I. I feel like he's going to be shorter, but... That could just be mm. because the other, uh, um, you know, we've got some very tall figures in this wave, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
look, Mark Hamill is five foot nine, so I believe that's about sort of you know, that's that's average height. So yep. it's not like he needs to be a, a tiny figure. Um, the, the thing I guess that stood out for me, other than being a, a small figure, is the head sculpt. Um, this is actually my least favourite of the mm. three Luke's. Yeah. Uh, it's really not quite working for me. Um, you know, this is meant to be the more mature Luke Skywalker on his way to being a fully trained Jedi. Um, and if anything, he's actually got a really odd expression. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of like this borderline quizzical look that, you know, what it reminds me of is, um, you know, when the teacher would suddenly call upon someone in the class <laughs> to answer a question. And, you know, you know, that person was busy talking to the person next to them and they just look up and go... Did she mention my name? Mm. And there's that momentary, hmm, you know, where you're a bit confused and trying to work everything out. That's that's the look that he's got on his face. He's, he's not quite sure of what's going on. Yeah. It's um, certainly not a, a confident Jedi Luke. It's still a um, decent Mark Hamill likeness. Um, it's it, not bad. It's yeah. not bad. Like, it, you know, it is uh, – I, I agree this is definitely my least favourite Luke so far, um, but it still is not – it's not a terrible likeness. No, which is a shame because this was actually my favourite Luke in the original three and three quarter line was the Jedi Luke. It's, I felt like that's when yeah. the sculpts really started to pick up. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he really stood out. Uh, I mean, it's it's certainly a nice sculpt in terms of the hair looks great, and because he's wearing sort of the black outfit, the black pants, and the black tunic, there's um, a, a great deal of sculpting that's been done in the drapery, which looks really nice. Um, and so the little touches are there. He's wearing the um, you know he's got the robotic hand, so he's got sort of the black glove on his right hand. And um, he's actually, his belt is a separate piece, mm-hmm. so it moves about and you can sort of have it sort of hanging. Um, something that was also of interest to me was it came, he came with his lightsaber, which is the green lightsaber, but he didn't actually come with anything else, whereas Bespin Luke came with um, the gun. And I mean, I know in, in this particular sequence in the film, like with the whole Jabba scene, you know, he didn't actually have a gun, but I just thought, you know, in general, you know, maybe he would have come, you know, he would have had a few extra accessories, but... Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if he even carried a gun on Endor at all, really. Yeah, that's a good point. I think by now he was a Jedi and he didn't need a gun, so... Yeah. Um, and, and, and they make a pretty distinct, um, you know, comment that when they find him, when the troops capture him, he's only only had his lightsaber, so... Yeah, he was only armed with this. Um, yeah, so look, he, he comes with a green lightsaber. Uh, the really clever idea that, that Hasbro have come up with with the lightsabers in this is that the blade is removable, so you can have him holding his lightsaber ignited or you can remove the green blade and, and hang it off the little hook on his belt or, or have the um, the handle in his hand, which is quite neat. Yeah. Um, sorry, Scott. Oh, no, the, the only other bit that he does have is the swap out uh, front to his uniform. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, so he's got the black panel, like he comes with the black panel on and then the other panel with the, you know, flap um, undone Mm. showing the white edge uh, can be snapped in instead. Now, I got a question because your pictures look pretty decent um, for that, but when I saw him in the store, I thought that looked kind of obvious, like it looked like a separate piece to me. Mm, How no. does it actually look when in hand? It's very flush on mine. Yeah, it looks fine. Yeah. Like the color yeah. looked off on the one I saw. You're talking about like the black bit? Yeah. Yeah, it, um, yeah I think the, the black bit, uh, the black one actually is a bit more 
obviously another piece than the the one with the white uh, edge hanging down. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so look, there's not much else going on here. He's molded uh, in black plastic, so there's not a lot of detail. There's some silver highlights on his belt, um, but other than that, it's really just the hand and uh, the head. Um, the usual articulation, he's got double-jointed knees, single-jointed elbows, um, you know, thigh swivels. He's got the ankle rockers. I actually find mine's quite difficult to stand. I have to really sort of mess around with him to sort of with those ankle rockers to really get him to stand um, okay. nice and flat. Yeah, um, he almost looks as slight like a like a female figure almost to me. He's very very slight. Yeah, he. Well, I'll have to get out Bespin Luke to do a comparison because mm. I certainly don't remember that figure yeah. feeling so small. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts before we move on to number three? Um, the only issue with mine is that my the you know, the lightsaber uh, handle is actually going to come apart. Like the little the top uh, bit of the handle is a little bit wobbly, so I'm going to have to be very careful. Yeah. So I think it's just gotten a bit damaged, you know, somewhere along the line. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think. In terms of what they could do with this figure, I think they probably did everything that they could. The little um, changeable breastplate thing is a nice touch. Um, True. And uh, and I think they've also tried to, you know, it'll be interesting to see um, when they finally do Farm Boy Luke, but head sculpt-wise, because to me this definitely looks like, you know, the post-plastic surgery Mark Hamill. Um, mm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame he um didn't come with a cloak. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. you can buy aftermarket ones, but... Um, yeah, there you go. That would be something that could have, would have elevated this. Well, the cloaked one would actually be the Jabba's Palace, which is not um, this one, because uh, the Jabba's Palace look has the extra, like, Jedi... Um, that little vest thing they wear that goes under the belt. Uh, so maybe that's going to be, you know, wave nine. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you were going to do something with this, you, I, I would have wanted to see him do the poncho speeder bike helmet. Mm. That would have been a better, a better give thing. Give then, it time. Give it yeah. time. Yeah. Well, they'll probably come out with a speeder bike with him. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Very good, very good. Right, moving on and uh, saving the best, uh, well, for last and second last, um, this is a, a huge win for me because the, uh, the, the the single, sorry, well, the, the, the two most requested figures I had came out in the same wave and so that's pretty big for me. So we'll move on um, to uh, Anakin all grown up and uh, we've got Darth Vader. Oh, spoilers. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I was going to watch that tonight. Old spoilers, oh, old spoilers. You know. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Return of the Jedi, um, Darth Vader, and there is an insane amount of detail with this figure. Um, wow, there's certainly no reuse here. This is definitely... Um, this is definitely entirely tools from uh, top to bottom. There's yeah. so much detail going on. I, I don't even know where to sort of start. <laughs> um, every, 
<laughs> oh, look, it's just every, everything's there. Look, the, the bodysuit is there, the ribbed bodysuit, so you can see that on his thighs and his uh, his arms. Um, obviously, all the, the, the computer components, like on his chest and around uh, his belt, are all there and, and, and nicely done. Um, you know, the armour pieces on his shoulders. Um and the you know the boots and, and things like that it's it's all there um it's hard to even describe how the cloak works mm. um yeah um so you know how normally he has that that inner cloak bit that hangs down and his belt kind of holds it in place um he has that uh and there is actually a rubber belt that is actually holding it in place um, and obviously you can sort of pull that through if you wanted to. Uh, mine's a little long, so it trails behind him, which I guess, you know, if you want nice big epic kind of scenes, um, you know, you can have that sort of trailing along behind him. I, I love uh, that I aspect of it. I love it. I love the cloak. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. got a photo in mine of it's big. yeah him from behind, and I think that uh, while it, it does create a few issues when you're trying to pose him because it can get in the way, um, you know, when you look at it from behind, it is impressive. They have yeah. It, it just it feels like nothing has been spared or shortcutted on this figure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's I feel like I'm I'm nitpicking, but when I hold the figure, it, it almost feels like something's slightly off, and I just can't work out what it is. I don't know whether the helmet is a little bit too big for the rest of the figure. Um, I don't know whether the neck is a bit too short, and so the head's sitting um, a bit too low on on the neck post. Or um, I think it's a short neck. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I it. feel that too. He feels a little bit. Uh, not not 100% correctly proportioned. And I, mm. I think that it is, because, you know, the helmet is big. I, I think yeah. he's just missing a bit of neck. See, yeah, to, okay. To, to me, I thought the triangle part of his face looked long. Like, you know, his whole face looked long to me. Okay. It's... I think it's one of those situations where it depends on the angle. You know, you, you get sort of from the, the side or slightly above or below and everything sort of looks spot on, but then occasionally you, you catch it from a different angle and you go, yeah, the eye lens is a bit too big or, you know, is the helmet sitting a bit too low on his face? Um, you know, should you know, it looks like the helmet should, there should be a bit more of a gap between the bottom of the helmet and, and where his eyes are. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to say, but, Look, the main thing is the helmet is actually removable. Uh, it's in uh, two pieces, so you, you can pull the, the dome of the helmet off and you've still got the face mask in place, and um, then the face mask gently pulls away to reveal a uh, very scarred Anakin underneath. And um, that looks, well, that kind of looks out of proportion as well because the head looks incredibly small, but I guess this is the, uh, the price you pay for having a helmet that fits over a head. <laughs> I actually so, have not had a had a go at taking the helmet apart. I did not realize that that even happened. <laughs> Man, okay, you could do it live on air and let us know. Wow! Yeah, that's so cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So look, that's that's beautifully done. The Anakin, you know, he's got all these scars. He's looking sort of white and pasty and that sort of thing. Um, his outer cloak, the the 
the main sort of um, hanging over him cloak actually has some um, real chain holding it. Well, not really holding it in place, but I guess sort of hanging down in front. Um, you know, it's a nice touch, and I, I applaud Hasbro for giving it a bit of a go. Um, it's actually quite chunky because they've used very, very small chain, but it's probably a little bit too big for what it was meant to be. So, um, you know, having it sort of moulded in there or something wouldn't have worried me. I, I wouldn't have needed it. Uh, look, he comes with um, his lightsaber, uh, again, with the removable blade, so you've got the red saber. And um, one thing that I found interesting was I actually couldn't find anywhere to hang his lightsaber. So I noticed that too. Hmm. I just said they've spared no expense. <laughs> so it made a liar out of me. Yeah. Which is is kind of good because it means you don't have a really obvious hook um, or or loop on the lightsaber hilts like you do on some of the others. So it looks um, much neater in terms of being a lightsaber. But um, I guess, you know, if you wanted him to be powered down, but why would you? You'd have to remove the blade and he'd just be holding the handle. Um, His left hand is sort of sculpted into a a bit of a, a force choke hand, so there's not much you can do with that. You can't actually swap the lightsaber out and put it in his left hand. I have to say, though, I don't think that's a great force chuck hand. That, yeah, it's kind of a bit, bit limp wrist, yeah, isn't it? The, the, one, the one thing that, you know, well, I think there is a bit of a neck issue. I can live with that. The one thing that I would change about this is that that other, he's obviously got to have one, you know, lightsaber holding hand, but that other hand to me is uh, a really wasted pose, you know, because you mm. want that kind of outstretched you know, angry hand or even a fist would have been better, really. Um, so, you know, I've got my sideshow. if that's scene-specific, though, maybe. Because he doesn't force choke there. He actually uses the force to, what does he do? He pulls down some stairs or something with it, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. whatever, Mr. Screen Accuracy. I'm yeah. talking about... Um, the, you gotta know, add something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one thing it's really interesting because I've got my sideshow six scale Darth Vader um, sitting here next to the screen while I'm looking at the photos of the six inch one, and the uh, similarity is like you, obviously in a six inch scale line, both scale and price wise, you're going to expect to lose some detail. And obviously, you know, with the, the sideshow, um, six scale Darth Vader, the, um, the, uh, trousers are, there's, there's more fabric, um, and the gloves are separate pieces, etc. But sculpt wise on this six inch version, they have done an amazing job. They re- they really have you know both in terms of what they've managed to include, um, yeah they really they've done a beautiful job. Yeah, they have they have. Um, I guess something I wanted to ask you, John. You know, obviously a fan of the franchise, um, we're starting to see some really, um, I guess, iconic characters showing up in this line. Uh, you're not tempted to pick up a, a Vader just to sort of put on your desk or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> If, okay, well, moving it, on from that discussion. If it had been anything, it would have been um, probably R2 and 3PO. And I just right. couldn't convince myself. I've I've picked them up a couple of times in the store and looked at them, and I just, I don't know. It, it's just, it's not Star Wars figures to me, so I used to <gasps> do it. What? Good grief. Because I'm a three and three quarter collector, and I've got, you know, 
thousands of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a thousand of them, probably. Yes. Well, we still got one to talk about, so... I was going to say, any last thoughts on Vader? Love it. Yeah. A bit more Nick would not go astray, but love it. Yes. And I, I would have said that this was my favourite figure in the line so far if we didn't have our uh, next fellow uh-huh. in the wave, and that is, of course, Chewbacca. And he was uh, one of the ones I was incredibly excited to hear announced. I was impressed that uh, we didn't have to wait till sort of, you know, wave 10 or something like that. And, uh, wow, this figure is huge. Huge. He, he is very big. Very so big. tall. Um, one of the things we didn't mention, and I alluded to it earlier in the segment, was that um, the packaging on these figures is now different. Um, for those of us who uh, have been uh, keeping score, the original uh, packaging for the individual figures featured a, um, a black bar across the top of the, um, the window box and um, that had some detailing on it. And that's actually changed with this wave. The top of the window box is now clear so that you can actually see it's clear right to the very top and you can actually see it from the, uh, the top if you're looking down, um, the top down. Uh, and there's a reason for that and that's because uh, when they got Chewy into one of those, uh, the original packs, he looked incredibly awkward because if they had have left him in the pack as per normal, you wouldn't have been able to see his head behind the black bar. Uh, they even had him. They even had him packaged in a running position, um, which meant they got to bend him at the hips and the knees to try and um, reduce the size of the figure, and he was still hidden. So if you do a bit of a Google search for Star Wars Black Six Inch Chewbacca, you'll actually see him in the original packaging, which didn't work. So they have actually changed the entire packaging in order to fit some of the bigger figures in, um, and that's obviously worked well for for. Vader and Chewy, so um, yeah, quite an interesting little uh, change they've done there, and they've, they've gone to sort of blue highlights on the packaging too, from the orange. So um, look, you know, Chewbacca, he's here, and uh, he's fantastic. I, <laughs> I just, I love, I love this figure. So I wanted to ask you, um, like, just the one thing that kind of struck me about this was the, uh, I guess, different tones of brown. You know, and mm. and do you do they work for you? Do you feel that they're accurate? Um, I, I could say that they were a bit too heavy in places. Like certainly on the thighs, mine is quite a dark brown compared to the um, yeah the lower legs, which is a lighter brown. But yeah. I, I think the only way to achieve that look is if they had have actually done a consistent. Uh, a highlight over the entire body. So they would have had to do the the whole body in one colour and then um, do a dry brush in another colour over the entire body and then another dry brush to try and simulate the different browns. So, yeah, he has different browns, but, um, look, I still think it's fairly accurate. Hmm. Um, it doesn't bother me too much. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that just kind of struck me about it was, like you said, there are... Um, for, for mine, his upper arms and upper legs are quite dark, um, mm. and then lower lower limbs, but then also kind of his lower torso are much lighter. And um, yeah, I don't know. It 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 jars a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, though you know, 
I'm still blown away by the sculpt. I mean, oh, this beautiful. figure is the sculpt is sculpted amazing. Yeah. from top to bottom. Um, and I guess that's uh, you know a little bit annoying that Hasbro doesn't actually uh, give a bit more credit to um, to the people that actually do the work. I mean, I have no idea who this figure was sculpted by, and yeah. you know it would actually be nice to do a shout out to to some of these folks now and then. Um, and, and give them credit where credit's due because Chewie's fantastic. He's in mid-raw. Um, you know, I, I, you can't dispute the likeness. Uh, I was playing with this figure when um, Mrs. Shape walked past and she went, oh, cool, Chewie, um, you know, just like that. So he, he is a massive figure. He's about seven and three-quarter inches tall. So um, I, I think in actual, you know, if you don't count Peter Mayhew, you know, the actor, et cetera, um, Chewie is meant to be um, eight feet tall. So I think proportionally he's much better um, than, say, the Hot Toys ones. He certainly towers over Han and, and of course, you know, Jedi Luke gets dwarfed by this character. So, um, yeah, yeah so he looks fantastic. I'm looking at Scott's picture with the, the Sandtrooper and Luke and, you know, the, all four of them together. There, there is no way that that Luke is, is even close to the right height because he's, yeah, bar- he's barely up to the shoulder of the Sandtrooper and... I, I think, if anything, that it's it's actually because the Sand Trooper's too tall. Mm. Um, if you put the Sand Trooper and Darth Vader next to each other, um, Darth Vader doesn't tower over the Storm Trooper, and I think he should. Um, I mean, you know, uh, what's his name? The actor, uh, David Prowse, was, uh, I think, 6'6", or something like that. And when you, you count the height of the helmet as well, it takes him up to about 6'8", or something. So I think that Sand Trooper is exceptionally tall, Um for that particular shot, yeah, so. yeah, we'll have to but get the, the um, we'll, we'll have to get the Bespin Luke out to see, yeah. I believe. That's right. All right. Well, Chewie comes with a couple of accessories. He comes with his um, man purse, um, <laughs> Wookie purse. His, thank you. He comes with his Wookie purse, yeah, um, which has his. Uh, <clears throat> actually, something that's quite interesting is his the 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 satchel. The strap on the satchel bag features um, those cartridges, and I can remember as a wee lad getting the uh, the twelve inch Chewbacca, and you were actually able to pull those cartridges out and stick them on his bowcaster um, as if they were ammunition. And um, that's uh, not represented here at all, and I don't mean you know removable, but there's actually nothing on the bowcaster that resembles those cartridges. So you sort of wonder what they're for. But anyway, look, that that hangs quite nicely over his shoulder. You can sort of fit it under some of the articulation there, so it blends in quite nicely. And of course, the other thing is, it comes um, he comes with his bowcaster, so which is in a couple of pieces as well. You have to put that together. Beautiful. Now, yeah. Scott didn't have a picture here of does it have the like regular cross piece um i didn't have a picture of it because i couldn't put mine together and i need to ask ben how to do it well that's my big criticism (laughs) no 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 the big criticism i have of this figure is that um the the bow part you know that the crossbowy bit is actually separate in the packaging and you actually have to click it on the front of the gun uh, and mine won't stay on. Uh, you know, you, you put it on and it feels quite firm. Uh, and I come past 10 minutes later and it's laying on the ground again. So mm. um, for me, you know, I'll either have to commit and just super glue it and be done with it. And then I'll never get it back in the packaging if I ever choose to in the future. Um, the bowcaster is very, very detailed. Um, it's a lot of great sort of detail going on. I mean, I actually don't even understand how this gun works. I don't understand why, why there was the need for it to have a big crossbow bit on it. But uh-huh. I guess it just looks fancy. 
Um, but this is, I, I just find this to be a, a, a beautiful figure. I'm really quite thrilled with how well uh, he came out. Uh, they've certainly gone to town um, trying to disguise the articulation, which, you know, uh, I give a huge round of applause to Hasbro for doing that. He's um, He's got all the usual articulation that you would expect, but they've actually sculpted the fur to cover the joints, and so uh, most of the joints are incredibly well hidden. He actually looks a lot like um, some of the Muppets figures in that regard because they, they did a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so look, he has all the usual articulation that you'd expect they've made. <coughs> Pardon me, to get the uh, the thigh cuts. Um, he even has ankle rockers. Um, you know, there's a, a little bit of... I mean, look, most joints have um, restricted movement because of the way the fur sculpted over the top. But, look, you know, you're not going to get um, Chewie doing too many sort of ninja poses. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's pretty straightforward. You're getting him into a nice uh, shot firing his, his gun and pretty much leave it at that, I think. Um, unfortunately, the articulation in the head is is really heavily restricted by the way that the, um, you know, I guess, you know, his beard hangs down. Sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, look, I, I'm thrilled. I don't know about you, Scott, but this is yeah, this is a huge win for me. This figure. Uh yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I think that with both Chewie and Vader, you know, these are characters that they really have to get right in order for people to feel, um, you know, like this line is going to be sustainable and worth collecting. You know, the Luke is. I think the Luke is a bit disappointing, but you know, it's one of many that we have already got and will get so you can choose your favorite. But if you don't yeah. get an iconic um, Vader, iconic Chewie, then it's all lost. And I think that they have acquitted themselves very well with both of these. Yeah, yeah. And, and my only criticism of Chewie is the fact that obviously the gun doesn't go together that well. I also find it really difficult to get it in his hands. His hand is his right hand is sculpted into a gun firing position, you know, with the finger ready for the trigger but the handle and everything just doesn't fit particularly well in his hand. Um, and my other criticism is that, um, you know, paint slot, the way they've painted the um, the energy cartridges on the, the strap of his satchel, um, there's a lot of slop going on with the silver there. But uh, in terms of, you know, the sculpt in the face, the highlights, the eyes are, are well applied. There's some nice detail around the teeth and the nose and that sort of thing. Um, you know, this is my favourite figure in the line so far. Hmm. So. I would have liked to have seen that bandolier just a little bit darker to kind of stand out just a little more from his lighter fur. Uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. It, it blends in um, almost too much. You know, it's it's as if they were sculpted with the exact same color and then highlighted with their respective sort of silvers and browns and that sort of thing. Yeah, very good. But no, I, I'm thrilled. This is um, a great wave. Um, in fact, you know, getting those those two, um, you know, I'm on the downhill run of of getting my. Uh, I guess my wish list, um, you know, between uh, having a, a decent Luke, you know, Han, Chewy. Uh, obviously, we want a decent layer uh, sometime down the track. Um, some, you know, cool army builders, etc. We're really, you know, going quite well. And yeah, sure, they're they're stretching out the line by you know re-releasing figures and doing variants. But um, where's the yeah, gonk? Be- where's the gonk droid? I want a gonk droid. Well, that'll be a pack in at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think my next big want will have to be um, some of the bounty hunters. So Bosk is going to be a, a, a bonus coming up soon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really quite happy. What about you, Scott? What What are the ones you're looking forward to? Uh, Akbar, of course. 
Um, uh, a nicely detailed 3PO would be great. Yeah. Mm. And uh, definitely uh, New Hope Leia. Yeah, got to get the the buns right. Um, you know, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> it almost feels weird even buying that figure. Um, you know, buying It's almost like buying a princess doll, isn't it? Yeah, Literally but and figuratively. You know, yeah, but that that was a, you know, the the first uh, acceptable girl toy I ever had. So you know, it's all good. Yeah, um, three three PO for sure, of course. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's a few of the like Gamorrean Guard, you know, the, the sort of stuff yeah. that um, could be really fun in uh, in in this scale. So. Yeah, true. If if they were to come up Orlando, and I'm sure they will at some point, which one would you guys want? Uh, Cloud City. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, Dis- Disco Lando. Okay, I'll give you that. Hmm. All right, fun stuff, guys. Very good. And uh, that, that wraps up our second and final part of our discussion topic for this episode, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the planeteers' eco-cycle, and your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out. And I think, John, you've got our first bit of feedback tonight. Yeah, our uh, buddy Owen Sun from the Plan Banter podcast, he, he was listening last week to our Toy Dilemmas. And um, he came back and said, yeah, first thing I thought to the statue-breaking question was, is she hot? Right before Scott said it, huh. and he said that's that's of importance. <laughs> Damn so, straight. Um, that was the one we were split on, um, and and obviously we found out what Scott's criteria for helping uh, broken statues. I said I didn't say that, that that my decision to help was based on that. I was just asking the question. <laughs> but that was your first question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could influence the degree of help. I see. Yeah. Truth. Mm. Yeah. All right, Mr. Scotty, what do you got? Uh, something else from Twitter. This is from the show PAFPB. Oh, my God. Alphabet. Um, the show PBAFM uh, in response to Justin's review of uh, the 12-inch uh, phantom statue from Icon. They said, a 12-inch statue of the ghost who walks sounds like a great purchase. And uh, – <laughs> Justin agrees, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, hey, it might be one of those things where if we've got any uh, foreign listeners or who are interested, we might actually have to, you know, help them out for a change. For sure. That's right. <laughs> so, unless it gets distributed through Diamond or something mm, like that. Possible. Hmm. All right. I've got one here from uh, Lamar Revenger who said, um, finish the Action Figure Blues podcast finally. And price and scalpers are my reasons that I'd stop collecting a line. Fair yes, enough. Good old scalpers. Yeah. Scalpers. We just love them, so. Well, I think that's a fair enough um, comment when you think about some uh, things that 
I suppose particularly things that are only available online, um, that, you know, in the early days of Masters of the Universe Classic, for example, you know, if you didn't manage to get in right away, then you were paying huge prices on eBay to try and collect. So that would definitely be enough to put you off a line. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there's that video getting around on YouTube of the guy going into a Walgreens with a shopping trolley. And he basically finds all the white Boba Fetts and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. And he effectively, you know, puts his arm around all these figures and, and just pushes them into the car. So, was it me? Oh. <laughs> it sound like you. It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is something I find extremely distasteful um, is people that not only do that but brag about it. Yeah, that's right. And, and look, I, I've never been a keen collector of Masters of the Universe, but um, I did actually have the original Masters of the Universe figures, and so there are characters that stand out, and one of them that stands out for me is Ram Man, and, and I thought, you know, I wouldn't mind a Ram Man. And uh, I, I've missed out on the, um, you know, the, the, the Maddie Collector sale twice now because they sold out, hmm. um, and you look at the prices on eBay and they're going for stupid amounts, and so I still don't have one. Hmm. Please, please tell me we can isolate the audio of of Ben saying, "I want a Ram Man." <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, do uh, anything. Well, you know, yeah, I can't deny it. <laughs> we'll add that in. All right, Mister Scotty, bring us home. Uh, also from Twitter, the Ginger Prince um, TPG TG. I'm really having trouble with these um, <laughs> Twitter handles tonight. TGP73 said, just listening to episode 140, well done for sticking it to Florida mum. Mm. And by that he means, you know, uh, telling her that she was bad, nothing nothing rude. <laughs> no one on the podcast has actually stuck it to Florida mum. No. I was actually um, doing some research looking for some details on to see right before the podcast. And uh, if you Google search Florida mom, it says Florida mom arrested is one of the first things that comes <laughs> up in Google search. So, you know, we can only hope. Awesome. We can only hope. Hmm. Awesome. Very good. All right, guys. That was another epic. Epic. It was a pleasure to have your company. Of course. It's always and a pleasure John. to have my company. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And, you know, it's a credit to John. He's not collecting the six-inch Star Wars line, so, you know, hearing us talk about it. Yeah, I think he's been on every show that we've ever done talking about them. Yeah. And, you know, I always listen, and you guys get me a little excited, and the next time (laughs) I'm in the store, I'll pick one up and I'll go, no. No. You just want Chewie in hand. That's it. And then no one else, except maybe R2 and 3PO. You know. Maybe nice Luke. There's obviously been a lot of Star Wars news going around with Episode Seven, and I just cannot get excited for Star Wars anymore. And I don't know <gasps> what that is. I, I, I think I'm just a bit burned out on it all. Sure, we'll but, see. I mean, it'll have lightsabers. Yeah. Whereas we've had a decades-long break. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know where? You know, I actually started back in. 95 whenever they brought out the the new three and three quarter line yeah. and i kind of went along for you know 10 years doing that and it it just i don't know i don't know fair i really fair. wish i really wish they had taken a break at some point from all of the marketing hype yeah y- you know but they're just continuing it now with the new movies coming out and i i think it needed a break kind of like star trek did hmm Fair enough. Yeah. 
Well, I just hope we get some some good stuff soon before we get inundated with uh, movie products. True. Yeah. True, true. All right, something to think about. There you go. I'm going to think mm. about my pillow in a moment because it is sleepy time here. It is. All right, thank you for your company, chaps, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Fare thee well. Welcome back home, um, Autumn. 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 <laughs> Autumn. Autumn. No, not welcome, welcome home. Back. He was complaining about Melbourne on Facebook this morning, so he's not allowed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he was saying that um, Adelaide Air, it, it's easier to get checked in at Adelaide Airport than Melbourne Airport. Yeah, that's because there's only ever three people at Adelaide Airport, Adam. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and the tumbleweeds don't count. Anyway. And, and- just as a side note, Adam, thanks for not calling for bail because I wouldn't have been able to make it out there. Oh, true. Very yeah. good. Yep. All right. Good night. Hey, uh, call your mom. Make sure she's okay. I tried. I got her machine. Well, see, that works too. Then you still can like tick off the I called my mom thing. You just leave a message. No. No? Then she'll call back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good Bye. night. Bye. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigurebluescom by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 